Martin. You're listening to the Music Millionaires Radio and Podcast Show, broadcasting internationally on multiple platforms throughout the world. Statements and opinions made by guests on Music Millionaires Radio are not to be considered as endorsed by sponsors or affiliate and networks. Any rebroadcast or reproduction of this podcast without the written consent of Music Millionaires is strictly prohibited. Get ready for a day or night filled with information into the music business, your favorite artists, new releases, or production tips or ideas. If there is something we think will help you as a fan or musician, you'll find it on this show. That includes YouTube tips as well. And I'm your host, SG1, from The Peacemakers. So stay tuned, sit back, and relax, and get ready for this episode. Peace and blessings. What's going on, music millionaires? And welcome to another podcast. Um, I told you guys, man, we're going to be doing some big things and I was going to be bringing in the big dogs. Um, but anyway, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day it is for you. Uh, hopefully it's a good time and, um, hopefully everything is going right with the way you want it. Uh, this, I mean, excuse me, this podcast is a special one because I done bought in one of the big dogs, the OGs. To make them drop their panties. <laughs> I, I bought in my brother and um, one of my very, very, very good friends, Mike Keith from 112. Mike, what's popping, family? Okay, you know, first of all, I want you to take that bass out of your voice. We'll be talking, my nigga. <laughs> in the morning for me right now. <laughs> I, I'm gonna try to pull it back a little bit, man. <laughs> we got we got too much slow ends, you know what I'm saying? Like pull 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 that back, man. You know what I'm saying? But what's up with you, brother? Hey, Nothing, man, don't, man. Don't, for those that don't know, man, stay cool and I go back years, bro. Like we we actually had bonded on a whole nother level when I moved out to to LA to try to you know put my hand dip my dip my, my hand and, and my feet in into the whole Hollywood world and whatnot, man. Right. So. Yeah, we, had plenty of cap- we had plenty of capers back in the day, man. So, oh, so, my God. We can't even talk about half that shit. So y'all already know what this guy would be, man. It, it, it's going to be nothing but fun, nothing but the raw uncut. And, uh, and, man, listen, bro, it, 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 it's been too long, bro. It's been, it's been way too long. That's real, family. That's real. Listen, man, you know some funny shit, Mike? Listen, so when you Google 112, did you know that everybody name is real simplistic like they have q you know they got q's whole name not his middle name they got darren jones they got slim and then when it came to you they put your whole government name out there like michael marcel keith i was like right, right. <laughs> they, i said good god man like these baby mamas they go they know where i'm at now <laughs> <laughs> and look, oh my god and dig this bro so I, um, I just, just me one day, me and my girl, you know, we just, we just Google my net worth. You know what I'm saying? She was just like, Big, what's your net worth? And I said, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like, so Google it and find out a widow. How about these folks got me on here for $19 million net worth? I said, bro, number one, where is it? That's Hold on, Mike. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up. Back up. See, you, you talking to me now, bro. $19 million and I can't get 10 stacks from you? Bro, listen. <laughs> listen, that makes for an awkward conversation in child support court, bro. Listen, bro, that's why I was like, man, please don't let these baby mamas and their lawyers see that stuff right oh now. Oh, my God. 
And I was like, look, that that's a misnomer, but you know how that's you know how social media yeah, is. Yeah, they see it, yeah. that that's law. You know Listen, what I mean? Who who came up with that number, man? It was like you got like a disgruntled accountant? <laughs> he was like, that son of a bitch, I'm gonna go. <laughs> He was the mastermind behind all of this one. <laughs> Oh my yeah, god, IRS. that's too funny. This is his address at uh, IRS. No, uh, what it was, it's a, it's a culmination of all the things that we've done and all the things that we've written and, and, right. uh, uh, you know, all the, all the tours that we've been on for the last 20 some uh, years. I mean, so if you, I mean, if you break it down, it can, it's kind of, it breaks down to like pretty much a million a year. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And, and, it, and that kind of makes sense if you think about it. But that's in the totality, not just Michael Key. It won 12 as a yeah, whole. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. They need, you need to go online and tell them to show some favorite, stop showing favoritism. Like, listen, bro, you need to say this is split between four and that's not including, you know, baby mamas and taxes and then what <laughs> bad boy took out. <laughs> exactly. And, and all the blood, sweat and tears, you know what I'm saying? Them cats took out of a soul or whatever. But yeah, no, it's right. really bad. Like, if I had my way, bro, like that thing would be Zero. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Listen, Man, you say they paying you child support and you don't even have the babies. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, guys, if y'all have not caught on by now, right, we're just a couple minutes in this. Prepare for funny because this is what we did the entire time in LA when we weren't working, man. So be prepared for funny, man. And, and we're going <laughs> to jump in on some serious questions and stuff like that as well. But, um, Mike is like the person who offsets, um, bad vibes, bad energy. He, he literally doesn't even do like negative energy. He will offset that shit in a minute, man. So y'all be prepared for funny because. Yeah, get get re- get ready for it, man. Because I, I don't I don't do I don't do negative, man. Because you know that that's for Republicans. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't do stuff like that, man. Because at the end of the day, bro, we got to laugh. And it, you know, it, that's that's what I do on my Instagram page. If, if you're not following my Instagram page, follow me. It's Michael Keith One Twelve on Instagram. And, and bro, I do do say and, and say cool tell you, bro, I do some of the funniest. It, and it, it, it's not even it's, it's a lot of things I see you know that it's just stuff that make you go you know what bro I've been doing that all my life you know because that's that's pretty much my my, my shtick right you know that I'll see something and I was like man you know what we've been saying it's wrong our entire lives and I just want to just put it out there and it just make people think and because I, I love when we sit back and as a whole and not just black people no you know it's just it's us as people when we sit back and just reflect and be more cerebral about the things that we, you know, say the things that we do, like people come up to me and be like, bro, you can't say that's a made up word. Right. I think all the words are made up. What do you do? (laughs) (laughs) Right. You, you, do you know the history of the American language? (laughs) All the words are made up. What are you, what are you talking about? So, you know, it's just, it's just obvious stuff, man, that I do that just make people say, you know what, bro, I've been doing this the wrong way. And 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 it's lighthearted, it's jovial and and everything is satirical. You know what I'm saying? On Instagram, I I take nothing on social media seriously. You know what I mean? You got to have thick skin being in this business that we're in. So even if they come back to me and they clap back or whatever, all I do is sit back and laugh and like I, I laugh at these celebrities who get mad at people yeah, who they yeah. don't know who, who they've never spoken to and, and, and you know like one of these uh, the, what is it cyber bullying and all that shit yeah, or whatever yeah. like, like bro look, I'm a grown man Sekou is a grown man look here man come to me you got you want you got to be come on come holler at me look right, at me right. I right. am your 
You know, what I'm <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's real talk. And, and yeah. see, but see, that's the thing too, right? I try to tell these guys, right? You know, because between the two channels, between Machine Masters and you know Music Millionaires, one of the things that I try to teach, because of course everybody's like, how do I get this and how do I get a fan base and how all this, how this, how? I'm like, listen, the thing you have to do is be relatable. You know, what I mean, people want to know you. You know, right. not. You know, this robotic person that's just being mainstream in society. You're just doing everything everyone else is doing. Like you said, the celebrities get real pissed off when they feel like someone is bullying them or a fan says something that's real. But um, you have mastered the art of Instagram, bro. Because I'd be like, dude, you just did that. Like when you were sitting on the toilet, right? You know what I'm talking about? Hey, okay, for those that don't know what happened, <laughs> so, okay, I got, I got this, I got this whole, my whole comedy, you know, uh, uh, frame of mind, it came from my uncle. Like, he was good at just giving everybody one line. It was like, you could not beat this man. Rest in peace, my uncle, Brimmer. You know, you could not beat this man with his one liners. Like, he, if you hit him with something, he threw something right back at you, man, just as quick. And, and I, and I caught on to that. And it was close to being his equal with that man, but I don't think nobody could surpass his one line again. You know what I mean? But he was always like just throwing things at you that that was just common. You know what we use every day, right? Everyday lingo, and then just make it you know say satirical, or whatever. So when I <laughs> I got some shit on my mind, you know, or you know, <laughs> I'm dealing with a shitty situation, you know what I'm saying? Like quite naturally in his mind, he would have said, "Oh, this this dude sitting on the toilet." And quite and, you know, so I, when I flushed the toilet, bro, it was just like, man. The whole world just like, the I'm done with it. Funniest shit. Literally funniest shit. Like, literally yeah. funniest shit ever. I was like, listen, because the, the, the feed came up on my phone, right? And I was uh -huh. like, okay, so you was like, yeah, I got some shit on my mind. It's a really shitty situation I need your help with. And then all of a sudden, you flushed the toilet and said, oh, never mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh my God! I'm like, bro, you missed your calling. If y'all don't know, man, Mike can literally double for a comedian, man. All, all besides the whole R&B thing. And trust me, guys, we're going to get into the music side of this, and I'm gonna ask him some music business questions because I'm gonna tell you, if you want brutally honest, my brother's gonna give it to you, man. But if you didn't sing, bro, you give Kevin Hart hell right now, bro. Kevin Hart has to find himself, bro. Listen, man, and I think I, I think I got him. You know what I mean? Cause, you know, I, think, I think I got him on that, man. But see, here's the thing, and you touched on this, and uh, you know if I can be, if I can pick, you know, if I can backtrack this a little bit, mm -hmm. you touched on it just now, man. As celebrities, we we're we're taught, especially in the music business, we're taught we're supposed to be just so cool and so calm and so collective, and right. always had the right thing to say, and right. you know, and we, especially in R and B, you had to always be sexy. Everything that you say, man, it, it's like, bro, it, it, and I bullshit you not. We actually had to take classes on how to, you know, how to lick your lips the right way, man, and just. You got to be kidding know, me! I promise you, it was LL Cool J one on one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be in there, man, and you, you know, you just had to be able to lick your lips and talk. Yeah, baby, you know what I'm saying? It's wow. like. You know, my girls had to do this, that, and the other, and I just took a shit. But you got to make wow. that shit. Wow. You sexy, know, though. It's like, it's got to be, the, it, it'll be the most nastiest shit. Yo, man, I just took a shit, and I just wiped that shit on the wall. But in oh. way, in way, you said it. You I don't mean to cut you off. Let me ask you. So you saying to me, <laughs> you had to take R&B etiquette, how to say you got a shit sexy. classes, how to be how sexual. To be how to be sexy, bro. Like, like that, that was, and to me, that was the corniest shit on planet earth because number one, what constitutes sexy? 
right. you know what I'm saying? My right. man B.I.G., rest in peace. B.I.G. was one of the biggest, blackest, fattest dudes on planet Earth, but right. he was still clocking them girls, bro. Like, right. he was still, you know, getting, you know what I'm saying, them, them, them tens on up. Right, you know what I mean? Right. But it was it was it was his swag. It had nothing to do with his appearance and stuff. So right. I, it's still a contradiction to that, man. It was just like, okay, I'm 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 hearing you, you know, uh uh the the, the talking heads at the at the record label. I'm hearing y'all, but at right. the same time I'm watching this man over here, you know what I'm saying, who y'all just signed yesterday, who got one eyeball in the center of his fucking head. <laughs> uh, and, and he and he got like the the baddest chicks around him, bro. So what what constitutes sexy? So that was right. one thing. But then it's too. It's like, bro, my natural inclination in life is to be is to be silly. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, it's right. sexy shit. I had to quote unquote learn how to be sexy. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. Because my natural inclination is to laugh. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like all sexy shit, man. It was like, oh, bro, let's let's that's corny, man. Like, let's let's just do and and just being honest. The best thing that happened for me in my career, man, was social media with regards to. Um, I, you know, Instagram and things of that nature because I can really be me now, right. you know, versus, you know, who the industry and the record label wanted, thought I should have been right. because I was an right. R&B, you know what I mean? So right. it's, uh, it, you know, of course, you know, social media has pros and its cons, but, you know, for the most part, you know, if you know how to play this game and not take it seriously, and, and yeah, I heard that train. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that, hold on, Mike. So with that said, let's hold on and let's take a break. It's something hot you'll get. All right, so we are back with my brother, uh, one of my best friends, Mike, from 112. And uh, we were just talking about a, a variety of stuff, man. And he was talking about what's the definition of sexy and funny and all these different things. But before we get started, Mike, listen, man. If I do not do this, bro, I cannot go to another Head Start program. I can't go to the Catawba Reservation. I can't do none of this. If you please would say hello to the women who run the Head Start program for the state of South Carolina in OCAB, specifically. <laughs> Because they're going to lose their mind. I was on the phone with you the other day, and they heard that. I was like, is that Mike from 112? Is that 112? I'm like, yes. They were like, tell them we say hello. And if they're looking, he be looking to get married, you know, any of them, just we're available. So can you say hello to them sisters, please? I will say hello to all the sisters of OCAM, all the beautiful Wonderful women of OCAB. Thank y'all so much for the, the service that you're providing for the young people. You know, it is, it, trust me, the, the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. Right. And I'm sure that you have been given a lot and, and I'm sure that you are giving a lot as well. So, you know, to you, I will say thank you so much, ladies, and continue doing what you're doing. Thank you so very much. All right. You can't, come on, girls. Y'all can't get no better than that. I fulfilled my promise. All right. <laughs> now, uh, secondly, bro, uh, can uh, you please, Say hello to Melissa Harris from the Catawba Indian Reservation, and she runs the Head Start program there as well. So. Okay. <laughs> Melissa, Melissa Harris, how are you? Love you. I know I don't know you, 
I know that might seem awkward. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, if 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 you're a fan of Seku, you're a friend of mine, if, 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 and and uh, blessings to you, love you. Thank Listen, you. Harry, Thank you. We got that out the way now. <laughs> we got that out the way, man. And, uh, I, Listen, Harry, I, I got it too. Huh? 2020, man. We go president. Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? Going hard, bro. You know what I mean? Mike, Mike Keith for president in 2022, bro. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We got to start cleaning. We got to start cleaning out them closets immediately. Then. Right now. Like now. Like, you bro. Oh my God. Yeah. We, we don't even need to bring that like, up then. President Keith, did you have sex with that woman? No, but I wanted to. <laughs> Hold on. President Keith. We heard that you smoked. Yes, but I did not inhale. I'm lying. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I'm from the I'm from the A. Damn it! You know we inhale. Exactly. Yeah, we, we did. Hey, my man Julio down there on Cleveland Avenue got the ball. <laughs> damn! I didn't even know that Julio still selling weed. Listen, Julio. He named me tell the name in July, but you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, we can speak Spanish. <laughs> I know what Julio is, bro. Listen, man. Okay, hold on, man. Because I got you on here, and I know you doing a lot, and we're gonna talk about that. You guys been touring and all this stuff. So, let me let me ask the obvious. This is the first thing I know. Everybody want to know is where has one twelve been? Firstly, where have we been, man? Um, for for the last twelve years, you know, I I like to call it uh, a self imposed sabbatical. Mm -hmm. But uh, but basically, what it what it really boils down to, man, is is like a marriage or like anything, man, that, that you've done for, you know, 20 plus years, man, it, it it's, it, it kind of loses its luster after a while. And, and you have to figure out a new set of, like when we first got in the, in the business, we had a purpose, right. you know what I'm saying? The best R&B group, you know what I'm saying? That ever existed, you know what right. I'm saying? Four lead singers, never had that happen before. We wanted to make history, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Mission accomplished. Now, what is your new goal? Now that you're in the music, now that you're in the business, now that you're a mainstay in R&B music, now that you've sold those millions of records, now that you have the Grammy, now that you have all those accolades, what is your new drive now? What is your new purpose now? And it took us walking away from, you know, the industry and, and, and really seeing who we were. And around the time that I was in L.A., this is around that whole growing period that, you know, I'm speaking of mm -hmm. that you had to find out who we were as individuals and not as a member of a group with three other dudes and stuff, man. Because basically for the last 20 some odd years, that's how we were always, you know, described, you know what I mean? Right, it, right. If, if it wasn't all four, it wasn't nothing. You know what I mean? And right. we felt like, you know, that was cool and everything, man. But, uh, but at the same time, we felt like it was a bit unfair to hold 112 in that. And, and, and to us, we felt like we were the only group that you had to, that you held in that, in that, in that regard. And maybe it was because we looked so unified in the whole nine or whatever. But the mind frame was like, geez, I can't walk down the street without somebody saying, Hey man, where the other three at? Right. You know, I'm like, right. bro, uh, you, you know, I, I have a life outside of them, the cats, right. right? Right. You know what I mean? That right. was the, and that was the turning point for us, man. We had to figure out who we were as individuals. And I think all of us around the same time got a little frustrated with the fact that, you know, although we were successful as a group, you know, I had more to offer to the world than just being, one uh one fourth of you know of one twelve you know right. what i mean and, uh i think that was that was what we ended up going out and doing like deron started doing his solo thing and chupac right. started doing his thing with the solo projects and, and acting and you know doing plays and whatnot and then of course slam had his you know his solo project out and, and so it was 
and then hold on, whoa, 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 back up. Don't forget, like we wasn't working on something with you now. I was about to say, I said, brother, because we made some magic out there in LA, bro. Like the records that 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 we came up with, man, Mm. we came up really some with some amazing stuff, man. And Mm. I just wish that we had an opportunity to to showcase that stuff. And maybe maybe the the most high find somewhere, you know, saying find a home. Right. Somewhere, right. but I, I'll never close that door. You know what I'm saying? But we made some, we made some magic as well, man. And, and uh, but more than anything, I I learned something special when I was out in LA, which was, bro, I can go out here and do this on my own. Right. You know what I'm saying? I can do this. I like because for years I was like, man, I can't be successful unless it's with those other three guys. Right. And right. So like, bro, I, I can't tell you this. Just you know, sidetrack can't tell you how much that means to me. Like whenever somebody speaks to me about, you know, what, what I was doing when 112 was, you know, parted ways in the whole nine or whatever, man, I right. always refer back to my time in LA because that was when that was a pivotal moment in my life. That was right. when, you know, Michael, you know, learned that, you know, Hey man, you don't, you're not just one fourth member of 112. You're actually someone who is creative. So a businessman, some, you know, you're, you're funny as all get out. You know, you, you're, you're, you know, you're a manager of, of people. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then right. you can make it happen on your own. Right. You know what that's I mean? Right. So that was, that was, that was something real pivotal, bro. So, uh, but that's, that what was happening with 112. And, and, uh, but we got tired of, of being broke. So we right. got back together. <laughs> <laughs> truth is truth, <laughs> right? <laughs> Listen, but man, you, these Rolexes don't buy themselves, bro. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you said something so pivotal right there because that's the thing that I've been really pushing toward um, home when it comes to music production and teaching the music business and all the things that, you know, finding that individuality and learning that, listen, I can do this as well. You know what I mean? I don't need to depend on someone else to do me. You know what I mean? And so yeah, exactly. I think that was monumental when you made that statement completely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I want to delve more into it. We'll be right back, guys, after this. This is Big Snoop D-O-double-G, and I hope y'all ready for the bombest mother to ever grace the airwaves. Music millionaires. Simplistic question. It's a real easy one for you. Not that I can never ask you anything hard. Who came up with the name One Twelve? The name One Twelve. Okay, there, there's a lot of you know uh, false or, or, or fake news out there, if you will. That that seemed to be the theme nowadays and stuff. Right. Man. And 
You know, don't, and don't get me started with that dude. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That'll be a whole other podcast. Now, but, uh, <laughs> the name One Twelve actually, it, it, uh, the name actually stems from the Club One Twelve in Atlanta, Good, and right. that we we first met Puff, and uh, and, and and that is where you know we because we wanted we knew that once we signed with Bad Boy, we was going to immediately be associated with New York, and. Right. Uh, if anybody knows, 112 is from Atlanta. Like, we spent some time in New York. We lived in New York for a couple of years, but our heart and soul, we Southern boys, you know what I mean? And, right. and, and they pride in the fact that we're, you know, we're, we're proud sons of Georgia, you know what I mean? So That's we're, we, you know, we, we wanted everybody to, uh, know that, you know, although we had to move to, 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 you know, pursue our dream, which is nothing wrong with that, where our heart and our roots and everything stem. So everything that you got from 112 is stem from being from Atlanta, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So we wanted to be synonymous with Atlanta. And, uh, so our manager at the time was like, yo, uh, and Puff got together with us and was like, yo, y'all need, y'all need a name, man, that, because at, at the time we were named Forte. That, let's go back a little bit. We were named Forte okay. and the, and the uh, acronym for Forever on Route to Excellence. Ah. Uh, yeah. So we, yeah, that, but, that, that's not as catchy as, yeah, no, that's not, that's no, not, that's yeah. not as catchy. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was like, yeah, nah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It was good for showcases and, and talent shows and stuff like that, man. But it just, it just wasn't the, you know, the, the name like, or as memorable as a 112 because everybody that's been, you know, cause everybody was thinking like, you know, the place to go at that time was Atlanta. If you're from New York, you're from LA, you always came to Atlanta. And that's still the, the, the mind frame that a lot of people have now. It's like you always, you know, go to Atlanta because it's so booming as right. far as, like, you know, as far as black business is concerned and stuff like right. that. So a lot. Right. You know, would, would migrate to you know, San Atlanta, and just you know, just just make their you know, make their make their bones there, man, whatever. But uh, we wanted to, like I said before, we wanted to uh, be synonymous with Atlanta. So Puff, Kev, one uh, us, you know, we all just sat in the room, and 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 it was just thrown out there. Like, hey, y'all need to be named like one twelve or something like that, man. You know what I'm saying? And right. Because right. We, we made the argument that we want to be synonymous with Atlanta, and we couldn't use Forte because at the time. Rapping Forte out in Cali. Right, that's right, that's right. We, so we couldn't really use it because it, it, it would have been confusing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, this, this dude went from being a rapper to like, he's singing now. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't think he would have liked that too much either. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't think, you know, I don't think dude, yeah, I don't think dude would have, you know, said like that too much. <laughs> so big that, shout out but to here, Here's the coincidence. I know you've, I know you've made this, this connection, right? So y'all went by Forte because it was four of y'all, but 112, when you put one plus one plus, you know, two, that's four. It's four, exactly. So we like, bro, we, we've done all the numer, uh, the, 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 the numerical stuff, man, and, you know, the, all the astrological signs. And all. <laughs> you just want to make sure, it's like, bro, this ain't, they don't mean doomsday or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, did y'all contact, what's that sister name that used to do the, uh, call uh, me now? <laughs> Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. <laughs> oh my God, Lauderus. <laughs> Listen, y'all don't understand, man. Y'all this dude was a medication, man. Y'all don't understand, man. Oh, yeah, no, it's around that time anyway. Oh, but it's, it's crazy, man. So, but yeah, no, what we found out with one twelve is, uh, is, is here's a fun fact for you. It actually means nine one one. It's it's the nine one one number overseas. Get so, out of here. So, yeah, so imagine the surprise that we had, man, when we went overseas and stuff, and 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 uh, and, and we was like, they they just kept calling us uh one one. 
one one twelve is what they kept calling it because they didn't want to keep calling it one twelve because it's the nine one one number over overseas and stuff, man. So we was like, wow. it's one one twelve. It's like, no, our number, the name of the group is one twelve. No, 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 you don't understand this. <laughs> They explained it to us. It was like, okay, that's cool and everything, but the name of the group is 112, man. So, wow. <laughs> so, we, we're still going to buck the system. It's, it's 112, exactly. but we get it. I got you. We still bucking the system, bro. So, but yeah, that's where, the, that's where the, the name originated from, man. And, uh, you know, we, we, at first we, we weren't really sure about it, a number, you know what I mean? Like, right. are, are we, do we want to be named after a number and the whole nine or whatever? But, you know, in the music business, man, a lot of this is, is based on, and, and, and the crazy thing about it is, they they want you to be as creative as possible, right? Right. But it also but it has to be within a certain box or within a certain parameter. Well, if you're a creative being, which I know you are, if right. you're a creative being, that's the craziest thing in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like right. to to tell a creative person, like right. I want you to be creative, but within it, this box. within a box, yeah, within with parameters, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So so with regards to one twelve, it's like we had to take the creative and emotional side out of it and look at it in on in a business and. That was a name that was synonymous with Atlanta, and it's a name that would catch. You know right. what I mean? It's super heard it once well. Okay. Right. You know what I mean? And you automatically thought Atlanta. You automatically thought having a good time. You know what I'm saying? Because of the club. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so that, that's that's what we had to you – know, that's when the uh, maturation process started with, with us, when we started realizing that, you know, it's not about what we want emotionally. Because, of course, you want everything that you, you – in your mind you think you want. You know what I mean? Right. Because, you, right. you know, but, and, but there are certain things that – you have to do as a business person that may, you know, may or may not be uh, uh, in your mind the best decision for you, but right. for the totality of the group, you know, so it, it, it made sense. So right. we went ahead, we went with it, and uh, and it caught on, man. It was real catchy, and, and 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 it worked because people associate, oh, you mean like the club? And we was like, okay, now we got them because wow. you know that just for some reason that just on a subliminal level, it just made you. Uh, just think of having a good time, being in a club, being in Atlanta. You know what I mean. So we right. wanted to. Now music was, you know, symbolic of that as well. So you know, having good, having a good time. You know, we 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 were very thought provoking people, but we wanted to keep our music fun, lighthearted. You know what I mean. So right. it could be in clubs and stuff like that. Like so, you know, it was it was a uh, it was a good call. It definitely was because it's. Shit, it's, I mean, you guys are historical, you know what I mean, when it comes to just the music industry, you know what I mean, at, at some point, I think you're going to be probably about 70, 80 when they actually do one of them BET specials on y'all, but it ain't going to matter, just as long as they do it, Mike, you know what I'm saying? Where are they now? Where, where are they now, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you're going to be doing stand-up and shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> where are they now? Two of them niggas a day. <laughs> You is stupid, man. <laughs> so listen, let me ask another question that I'm pretty sure uh, my listeners going to be wanting to know. Like, how did you guys meet uh, Puffy, and uh, when did it become real for you? Like, when did after you met Puffy, when did the music business side of things really get real? Oh man, that's a great question. Uh, we we first met Puffy. He came down. Actually, here's a, here's another fun fact for you. Uh, if you remember. Outcast first video, Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music, right? Yep. Southern Playlistic Cadillac. Yep. Puffy actually directed that video. Get out of here. Puffy directed that video. He came down, and at that time, Puffy was, from, from, from what we knew of Puffy, he was like a model for Carl Kanai at the time. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, right. Been doing, 
Now, of course, he had been doing all the stuff for, you know, Uptown and, you know, Andre Harrell and the whole night, but his name hadn't, he had, he wasn't puffy yet as far, especially when it came to Atlanta. Right. You know what I mean? When he came down to Atlanta, he got up on the, uh, Dallas Austin and, and Dark Studios and, you know, and just hung out there because that's where the happening, you know, music was at the time and stuff. And that's where we were. And, you know, Jagged Edge was there at, uh, at, at times and Monica was there. ABC was there. Boys to Men was there all culminating in this one spot. And it was Dark Studios in, in Atlanta and it was, uh, Dallas Austin Studio. And that was the place to be. You know what I mean? So Puff right. was there learning how to be a music producer underneath Dallas Austin. He was learning as much as he possibly could. And that's where we, we crossed paths, you know, at, at the time because there was actually a, tr- a, a bidding war going on with 112 at the time. Like it was Puff, it was Dallas Austin, it was Jermaine Dupree, it was, uh, L.A. Reed at LaFace. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they, those, like the four major, uh, labels that were inquiring about getting, you know, 112. Okay. Uh, L.A. Reed, of course, was, uh, LaFace. Uh, D- Dallas was Rowdy Records. Mm-hmm. You know, so Jermaine was so, so deaf and Puffy was the fledgling record label Babble. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and at the time, the only one that he had at the time was, was Craig Mack slash B.I.G. You know what I'm right. saying? At the time, like he, he was, he was on his way to doing all of this stuff, man. So, um, he was trying to figure out how to do, how to be an executive producer in that sense. And so he got up under Dallas and, you know, was, and, and was, and was just absorbing and just learning how to be that, that superior producer. Right. You know what I mean? That's where, um, he met, he met 112 with Forte at the time and we sung for him. And he, he absolutely blew us off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he absolutely, he absolutely blew us off the first time we met him, man. He heard it, you know, and then, you know, and, and justifiably so, man, like we were, we were probably looking like the four countries bumpkins on planet earth, you know, that we, <laughs> we just, we had just come from school, right. you know, that drove up in a, in a burgundy Honda Accord, you know, <laughs> that barely had four wheels, man. So, you know, like, and so I can understand, you know, why this man, you know, didn't did really give us the time of day or whatever, but right, what right. couldn't be denied, what couldn't be denied was the talent, you know, right. like he did college that, you know, we was, we were saying, he's like, but bro, like, I don't know what to do with them. You know, like he was telling our manager, like, I don't know what to do with them. And, and Kev and all of his, you know, genius was like, yo, don't worry about the look. I'll, I'll get, I'll get the look right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Just do you, do you not see the talent? He was like, no, they, they talented or whatever, man. Like, you know, um, look. And we'll see, we'll see what happens. And, and, and months had went by at that point. You know what I'm saying? When we, when we met him again, and that's where we met him at, um, 112. And we, we ran up on him again. He was about to go into the club. It was raining at night. And if anybody knows 112 at that around that time, around 94, 95, uh, the club used to, like, the line used to be packed, like, wrapped around the around building. The buildings, yeah. Guys, if you've been tuning in, I'm interviewing my friend, my brother, Mike from the group 112 and this is a very special podcast but stay tuned we'll be right back guys one of the things i always tell you is the importance of being in control of your music business and one of the ways you do that is by having a great digital distributor and what i mean by digital distributor if you don't know digital distribution gets your music on the platforms that your fans and potential fans are listening to so I'm going to always push home to making sure you have a strong distribution point. And one way to do that is by DistroKid. DistroKid 
is not only a great distributor and they'll get you on all of the major platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Napster, Deezer, and more, but they do it all for $19.99. That's right. So for under $20, you can get international distribution on all of the major platforms and get your music where it needs to be. So that your potential fans and your fans can listen to your music and stream and possibly download it. And where are you going to find that for under $20? Well, I'll tell you, Distro Kid. And it's the reason why I am supporting and allow them to sponsor this particular podcast. So make sure you go and support and look out for the VIP link that we're provided to all of our listeners that you'll find in the description below. You'll be able to utilize that discount. So make sure you click the link in the description below and tell them SG from Music Millionaire sent you. So if you're listening live and you're just tuning in, um, I'm with Mike from 112 and we were talking about basically the group 112 and how they came to be and how they got hooked up with Puffy. So Mike, last you left off, you was talking about um, meeting Puffy at the Club 112. Um, can you finish where you last left off? You, you, well, you, you were somebody if you got into 112 at that point. Right. So here's a line on one side, Puffy and his entourage on the other side, 112 was in the middle. And he said, he stopped everything. He said, all right, sing. Like in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. On yeah. the spot at his best. On the, on the spot. But little did he know, that's where we thrive. We was like, right. oh, man, then that slick to a can of oil. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you thought you were putting the like, pressure on us? Well, we, we right. did that. Like, we had, we had already finished doing the, 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 the chicken circuit, as if you will. <laughs> right. <laughs> circuit, right. That's some southern stuff you don't know about, bro. The southern chicken yeah, circuit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the chicken circuit, man. Like, like they don't realize it. Like, we, that's some, that's some other that's some other game we gonna put y'all on, man. Right. But uh, that we had already done, you know, the showcase. We had already done the talent show. We had won pretty much everything that was a win in Atlanta with regards to like showcases and talent shows and things of that nature. So we were we were already used to being put on the spot. So when he said that, we was like, bro, you ain't, boy, listen, man, on the count of one, two, three. And we just started singing, bro. We song Silk, Lose Control. We song, uh, we song Take Six, Oh Mary, Don't You Weep. We was singing Commission. We sang New Edition. We sang, wow. uh, Boys of Men. We sang Jodeci. We did everything we could. And the line went from being a line wrapped around, you know, the, the, the building, building to, to a, a line around, around y'all, probably. Yeah, it was a circle around us, man. And, and, and but at that point, that's when Puffy knew that for him it was real. Right. You know, at that point because he knew that we had the ability to 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 you know encapsulate and ingratiate ourselves, and you know, and draw a crowd, you know, yeah. and keep a crowd. It was one thing like they the crowd was already ready to explode because then Puffy was coming onto the scene. But right. then he seen that you know, and then they they started chanting, "Sign these boys, sign these boys." Wow. Sign. Yes, so Atlanta so, showed yeah. up and showed out. They supported. That's, they showed up and they showed out, man. And uh, in, in true ATL fashion, man. So that was like for him a turning point for him when he realized, okay, these boys might have something. So uh, that's where we first met Puffy. But the second part of the question was like when, when it became real for us. Right. Um, it, it became real once that whole bidding war kind of thing, that, that kind of bidding war deal started happening where we just knew in our heart of hearts that we were going to be signed to Dallas Austin and Rowdy Records. We wanted to be signed to Rowdy 
because he had just finished uh, Monica's first single and it exploded and Monica was uh, you know Monica was uh, uh was was becoming the superstar that she is today and uh you know he had just finished uh producing Waterfall no not Waterfall uh producing Boys to Men's second uh second album yeah, yeah, and Boys and Men was yeah. big. So yeah, that yeah. that was your motivation for wanting to yeah. be signed with Dallas. And 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 honestly, we were just some loyal dudes, and and we knew that Dallas had opened his studios up to to us to to record and to practice, and you know, just being a a, a home and a hub for you gotcha. know for us and our development and stuff, man. So we were just loyal to the dude, and we just wanted to stay down with him. Right. You know what I mean? So that was that was really our motivation, you know, to for for wanting to sign a writer. We knew. We knew Dallas, you know what I'm saying? He, he was a very genius, but, you know, real quiet at times and stuff like that. So we didn't really have too many conversations with the dude, but we knew that he recognized our talents and he recognized that we were, you know, uh, destined for, for greatness. But uh, we wanted to just stay at, at Rowdy, you know, right, but, we, right. but we did the whole rigmarole of, you know, uh, re- uh, speaking to um, uh, uh, face. Right. At the time, Face had um, off, what is it? Uh, uh, I forget what the name of the group was, bro. Well, like, uh, uh, Black, uh, Backstreet, wasn't it, or not Blackstreet? No, no, no. It's a, it's a, That's man, Teddy it, Riley. I forget what the boy's name, but they were from Atlanta. They mm-hmm. had just signed those boys. Um, so, so Def was in, in the process of they was in between signing us and Jagged, and right. they ended up they ended up signing Jagged. And uh, Rowdy was like, Dallas told us he's like, man, I love the boys. Y'all know I love them. But my mind is somewhere else. Like he was doing TLC, mm-hmm. he was boys to men. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madonna, Madonna had asked for his services at the time, or whatever. So he was he was focusing on on that type of stuff, man. And he would and he kept it honest with. Me. He's like, man, I just don't know if I can devote that kind of time, right. you know, what I'm saying? Right. to one twelve or whatever. And we appreciate that because he could have signed us and shelved us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we we looked at it where here's Puffy come in. He's like, yo, I'm ready to sign y'all niggas right now. What's happening? You know right. what I'm saying? So we went from possibly be inside a year from now with, with Dallas to be inside right now with Puffy. Right. So he was like, we going to bad boy. You know, the only, I, I only mind frame was like, how is this going to work? Because, you know, it, I don't know if you, if you remember this poster that they had back in the day, but, uh, it was a poster with a baby on it and he had his hands in, in, in a, in a uh, gesture like he had a gun in his hand and underneath the caption was strictly hip hop music, bad boy, strictly hip hop music. So in our minds, we were like, bro, we sing R&B. How in the hell are we going to go sign to this dude Ooh, who only yeah. understands, you know, hip-hop music or whatnot, man? But yeah. Yeah, that, was, that was just us being young and, and not really understanding how the game was played or whatever and, right. and how prop, and how propaganda works. You know what I mean? Like, we, right, weren't really, right. you know what I'm uh, we weren't really up on it just then or whatever. But a turning point, for the like, that was a pivotal point in our lives. But the the main point, when Puffy realized that he was, when we realized we were going to get signed to Puff. Is uh, we were at Doppler Studios in Atlanta, and Faith Evans was working with Usher on Usher's project. Uh, let me see which one was it. Uh, Every time I think of you, yeah, oh, yeah. that album. You know what I mean? So that was working on him on that album. We came in. Puff was like, "Yo, I, I got these guys that I'm thinking about signing. I need your help. Like, let me know. You know if if uh, you know what you think or whatever." And we came in, Deron got behind the piano, and we sang everything. We, all the stuff that we sang for him at, uh, at 112, we sang for her, and we sang for Usher. And they all sat in the room, and they listened and everything, whatever, and he, he asked us to walk out of the room. And uh, 
And this, you know, basically this is a, 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 a preset to the, the show that he has now, the four. Now right. that I think about it, you're welcome, Puff. You know, I mean? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know he ain't giving up no royalties on it, right? You know no, that's a wrap. That's done. Yeah, but man, matter of fact, he might, he, I might owe him some royalties for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh man, that's foreshadowing. Think about it, that's foreshadowing, man. Like anyway, right. right? That, but uh, yeah, so we walked out of the we walked out of the room, and we were like, "Yo, man, I think we, I, I think we failed, bro." You know, because we know this is Faith Evans, you know what I mean? And, right. and the ushers in there and whatever, man. And so, um, she talked, she, he left out of the room and then we went back in and Faith was like, yo, I need to talk to y'all. And she sat us down. She's like, yo, I told Puff that if he doesn't sign y'all, he is fucking crazy. That wow. is, that, that was confirmation. The usher was sitting there, you know, be it, you know, just coming from sexy one on one class. Right. And, right. Like, um, right, yeah, he he has mastered that. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. He has mastered that. Like, so, so you know I'm not lying, bro. Like, you go back and look at, look at all the RBX from the 90s. Yes, all the, yes, uh, like, we all yes. did that one class. Sexy yes. 101. I'm trying yes. to say, like, no, but yes. he, he co-signed as well, boy. And he was... Listen, because I'm just thinking about a time we was in the studio with Usher. And, uh, I, I, I hate to change the subject, but... We went outside and Usher was out there, man. And, uh, you know, this is like my first real big experience with somebody as large as Usher at that time. And so it was like watching someone constantly pose for people that weren't there. And I'm like, maybe he knows something I don't know. Is there somebody? And it was like a striker pose. And I was like, I've never saw nothing like that in my life. Like, like he was like prepared he for like long distance paparazzi. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? In the event that some paparazzi just jump out of nowhere, bro. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready, girl. <laughs> so so I'm, 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 I'm co-signing what you said. I just thought about that. Like, yes, you were right, man. You were right. No, no, he, he comes across, bro. Like, you know, like he, he's on another level or whatever. Yeah, like he's on yeah. the, the ethereal plane or whatever. He sees some, he sees some spirits, brother. We ain't on that yet. Yeah, bro. He, on, he was on his Michael J stuff, bro. <laughs> And he wanted to take the picture. Okay. Yeah, man. He was, he, he, he listened. Usher was, listen. Yeah. He, he earned that title, bro. He, he did it. He ushered in a new way to pose at night. So. <laughs> Pun intended, bro. So, oh yeah. So, he, so, yeah. He was in the studio. You know, he had a little mirror and his little comb in his hand. He's like, yeah, y'all niggas dope. And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fixing his waves and shit. And, uh, but, but no, he, um, he co-signed as well, man. And he said, look, y'all are dope, man. Y'all are that right. next. To me and y'all are that next, you know, uh, whatever, you know, whatever the case right, may be. Right. That's that's when we knew it was real. That's when we knew we had validation. When we got right. it from and, and, and Usher, we knew that it was real and we knew that we had something that wasn't right. just Atlanta, wasn't just local, it wasn't yeah. just talent show ish. Like we had, yeah, we had, yeah, yeah. So great confidence booster. Yeah, man, we had global talent. We had global musical talent. Like right. we had the ability to test the masses or whatever. We knew at, at that point we was on to something. So that was a, that was a pivotal point for us. That was that, the, the moment that we realized that, you know, not necessarily we had arrived, but because that was when we heard, uh, only you on the radio for the first time, kind of like the five heartbeats and shit. Like, yeah. we, were just, we were in the yeah, studio. Only you. God damn only you came out. Yeah. Oh, God, Mike, y'all put out some bangers, man. Y'all really put out some bangers, but to so, man, just... our, goal was to, our goal was to just, you know, destroy every last R&B group that was in our way, man. Like, that was our goal, like, in the nicest way possible because we have respect for everybody. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, man, when you get on the stage, you're going to tell your head off. You well, know see, what I mean? Listen, but in the business side of this, and you know what I'm going to say is right, 
from the business side of things, coming as 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 a group of R and B artists, which was monumental because you had, like you said, Boys and Men that was out, you guys was coming out. You had Silk who was killing them. You know, Silk had some of the hottest slow jams that was like hurting them. Then you had H Town, you know, at that that's the time when I was dealing with Luke Nim and Disco Rick. So H Town right. was out. So you guys had like y'all had some competition that you had to really outshine. So mm-hmm. you had to have some bangers, man. If you're just tuning in, we are interviewing the infamous and funny as hell Mike from 112, and he is sharing the backstory to 112 and how they um, basically hooked up with Puffy being a part of Bad Boy. So make sure you stay tuned because we'll be right back. Now, any of you who've been following me on YouTube under Music Millionaires TV or possibly follow me on Instagram, SG1, The Peacemaker, knows that I pride myself on teaching and educating you guys to the music business. Not only teaching you the music business as a whole, but empowering you to be that solo artist or record label who is independent on his own and don't have to give up your royalties or any of those type things. But the most important part that you can come to understand is the importance of understanding the music business, uh, how publishing work, how licensing work, how sync placements work, how you get TV and film credit and all these different things. That's what I'm doing. I'm teaching the people in the industry and those who want to become part of the music industry how to empower themselves. And if you really want to know more, I'll suggest you follow me at my YouTube channel, Music Millionaires TV, or just Music Millionaires. And if you're on Instagram, make sure you subscribe and follow me on Instagram as well, at SG1 The Peacemaker. And for those of you who want to join and become a part of the music industry and want a fresh start to really know what to do, what not to do in the music industry, then you definitely want to go over and subscribe to my YouTube channel where I'm giving away tons of information, 100% free, that will help you jumpstart your music career and also teach you a couple things. But I'd be remorse if I didn't say that you also need tools. And some of those tools are publishing contracts, understanding contracts, how to set your LLC up, all these different things that you can find on my website, music-millionaires.com. That's music-millionaires.com, where you can get a lifetime membership and get all of the tools, updates, and things that you need to become possibly that next platinum rapper and or Grammy artist that we go and see on the red carpet. So again, make sure you subscribe to me on YouTube. Also, make sure you check out my website, music-millionaires.com. And follow me on Instagram, SG1 The Peacemaker. And we're back. And if you're just tuning in again, I am with my friend, my homie, my brother, Mike from 112. And uh, Mike, finish where you last left off. Yeah, man. And here's the thing, man. A lot of people don't get 112 credit for prior to 112. If you were R&B artist and you were trying to do up-tempos, you were really looked at as being corny. Because, you know, the R&B artist was trying to oversee the up-tempo track. So if you came out with a, a up-tempo track and you were R&B, mm-hmm. you know, your, your whole goal in your mind was just overseeing the track. Well, we simplified all of it because in our mind frame was this. If you're in the club drinking, like you're say, say you're a sacred and you're mm-hmm. in the club. You know, I know you don't do all that, but, but just, just stay, stay with me. No, and then, you. so you're in the club, you're having a good time. You, you, you know, you, you see a girl, you want to go holler or whatever. And, and, but you're, you're, you hear the music in the background and that's giving you that confidence boost. You already got that, 
you know, that liquid courage in your system, man. But, you know, you're in the club and you listen to the music in the background. It's giving you courage to go up and talk to this girl. And you're singing the lyrics to this song. That girl ain't finna understand a dude that can't sing talking about, uh, 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 right. all right. in her ear. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially right. when it's an up-tempo rhythm. So the, the goal is do simplify it to where you can sing a song that she can sing along with. Y'all can have a common denominator with. So instead of it being all that, you know, ad libs and stuff like that, it was, girl, I want to be with you. Right. No one else, only you. Who couldn't sing that in the club, bro? Right. You right. know what I'm saying? So like that was the that was the mind frame that you know said that I had. It was like, who couldn't sing that? You know what I mean? So right. that was that's the reason why we were successful in being able to do the up to most stuff that we were able to do. Hey man, you got to get closer to the mic, man. It sounds like you drinking kombucha or something. You you got low, or you you kissing on your girl or something. Tell her you you, she got, you got to focus, bro. This this come on now. You know what I mean? You got low. Yeah, you can't you can't be doing all little ad libs and stuff, man. Like like you trying to, like that girl, ain't, especially if you can't sing. A mood killer. The runs <laughs> kill you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that 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 that, that switch done turned off. Oh, you was too funny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Instant you, dry. Nobody's getting anything when you're done. They, they, that's, exactly. that's a wrap. <laughs> I'm talking. You see that? Instant dry. That's real. <laughs> Hey, man, so let's talk about this. Now, me and you talk, you know, like in L.A. about some crazy things, man, when, you know, you assigned a bad boy. That I don't, I'm not going to even ask or put you on the spot with that. But the, let me ask you this then. Have you ever signed or agreed to something as far as a contract that you regretted? Uh, yeah, I have. You know, I, I, I have. And, you know, of course, you look at it and say, you know, life lesson and all this other stuff. That's the polit- That's the PC way of saying fuck. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> because, at the, because at the end of the day, if, if you had it out to do it all over again, of course you would do a better deal. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, but, you know, with, with those situations come, you know, life lessons and, and things of this nature, man. But you would hope and pray that your life lesson don't cost you millions of dollars, you know, millions of dollars. And I'm just being real with you about that stuff, man. So, right. um, yeah, I, I absolutely there are some deals that, you know, that I signed that I wish, you know, I, I, I hadn't or I wish I would have signed something. Of course, you know, you, you wish you would have signed something a little better. Right. But, uh, yeah, that that was, yeah, definitely. I, I There were some there are some situations, man, where I feel like. You know, I, I wish we had a do over, a mulligan, if you will, on mm-hmm. that one, because, um, yeah, knowing what I know now, like the situation would be totally different and, and it would be better off for us and our families, you know, saying, had we just done what our lawyers said to do. So, it, so you you're saying I mean? that it could have been avoided? It could have been avoided. It definitely could have been avoided. I will say this. Had, had I, had we listened to our lawyers, which is what we paid them to do. Mm-hmm. If, you know, to to give us the best advice possible. Had we listened to our lawyers, not listened with our hearts, man, I, I believe that we would have, you know, came out better financially, you know, in uh, in in the situation that we were in. So, would you say that a lot of the decisions y'all made was based on the the personal interaction with the individuals that you signed the contract with? Absolutely, absolutely, and and that's one of the lessons that you know, as as artists, you have to learn, and hopefully, you learn it before. You know, you, you put pen to paper, you know, and sign your name on the dotted line, man. Like, th- those are one of the life lessons. You, you cannot put emotion into a business decision. You know what right. I mean? Like, it, it, in negotiation, nobody ever wins. And that, it, nobody ever wins everything that they want on either side. And that's right. a good sign of negotiate, of great negotiation. 
you know, you lose a little, I lose a little. I give a little bit, you give a little bit. You get what you want a little bit, I get a little bit of what I want. You know what I mean? That's, right. that's a great, that's a great business deal at the end of the day because, you know, it gives incentive to want to go back in and readdress. Now I, I can still work with you. I can, you know, we're still on the up and up and then we can try to renegotiate at some point down the line and try to get a, you know, a better situation for both parties, whatever. That is good business. That is good business, you know, uh, acumen one on one. You know what I mean? And so, it wasn't like that in the initially we were we we were kids and you know a lot of us were uh in situations where there was just a mother at the crib so you know right. we were looking for father figures right and right. when we found those father figures they wasn't really father figures in the sense of you know i'm doing what's best for you right. it was father figure like i'm gonna show you how you know life is really is and and this is this is how gangsters is, this shit can really yeah. be yeah. and you're gonna have to learn how to how to how to navigate out of that it was still a great life lesson, but you know, I wish we could have learned it, you know, without losing out on as much money as we lost, as we lost out on. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And so, with that said, then, then the next question would be: What advice would you give up and coming musicians and music producers um, wanting to get into the game, wanting to, you know, get their their footing in the door? Uh, what advice would you give them uh, when it comes to, you know, wanting that? That that thing, that aspiration, that notoriety. Okay, well, you you know that we have more than five senses. You right. know what I'm saying? Like the first the first five senses are what taste, uh, smell, touch, hearing, and uh, what is it? Uh, uh, sight, touch. right? You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. yeah, so you got all those senses, but you do have that sixth sense. Mm -hmm. You know, with that in what we call it that gut instinct, where if it don't feel right then we don't do it. Like if you go down a, a dog alley and, and, and you start to go down and then some telling you, no, nah, I should do that. And then you find out that it was, you know, the, 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 the cast of, you know, the uh, Star Wars, you know, what I'm right. you know right. with, with laser pistols and everything waiting on your ass in the, in the corner or whatever. And you knew not to go down there and shit. You know what I mean? Like you, that's, that's the, that's the gut instinct. Uh, you good. All right. So, uh, yeah, man. So we had a, we have a sense about things, man. And, and um, what I would tell, up and coming artists that are in the industry or trying to get into the industry is like, go with your gut, man. And understand that, you know, we have so much or so many ways of gaining information nowadays that we did not have when I was in the music. You know what I mean? Like you, with all this social media that's going on right now and all the things that's on that you can gain knowledge from, you know, it, there's no reason why you can't go in with a, a vast amount of knowledge that you can not necessarily go toe to toe with you know record exec but just go in knowing more than right. what we did going in you That's know right. what i mean and right. and they can't pull the wool completely over your eyes if you have a basic understanding of how the music industry works so i would say to a lot of artists that are getting into the music industry that are thinking about getting into the music industry just take the time to learn as much as you possibly can about the intricacies and how the ins and out of how the music industry works because it's definitely different from um, from when we first started, yeah, you know, that's nowadays, fact. man, you know, it's, that fact. is, that is absolutely, you know, it's, it's, it's turned on its head, you know, right. but I could still maneuver within this music industry because I know the ins and outs of it and how, you know, it, it, it's about, it's about personalities. It's about relationships. It's about, you know, whether you're relevant or not and how relevant are you? Yeah. And can you say, and at the end of the day, how can you, you know, can you provide a service to us and, and can you appeal to the masses? Right. Those are some of the, those are some of the things that, you know, uh, that are, that are incumbent 
you know, for you to be able to be in the music industry and be successful in the music. And then your music got to be good. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, right. let's start from, let's start there. Please let your music be good first. Oh, God. You know I, I, I told you, if you heard half of, no, you have heard half of what I probably did. I have did. heard, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I was, and, I was there, brother. Trust yeah, me. and you know, and, and I, I try, and I try not to, you know how we are, man. You know, we are definitely pro-humans. And, um, you know, I try not to be a butthole. And I, I keep it real. Like, look, I get there's growth. And, you know, so a lot of times I get this music and I tell brothers, you know, you got to go back to the drawing board and, and, and perfect your craft. You know what I mean? But, um, mm-hmm. you know, because we're motivated by the inspiration of somebody wanting to be successful in the industry. And, you know, right. when we can, you know, um, tune in and, and give some advice and try to help them, you know, that's what we really here for versus, you know, we get the cats that know their shit and, you know, ain't nothing we can do except for add our part. But, um, just being able to help people do that. So I'm glad you said that, man, because, um, that is so monumental and the truth behind all of it at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Cause once you get there, that's the easy part. It's being a master at your craft, man. And so exactly you, know I mean? you guys exactly. really, I hope you guys are really paying attention in that. You guys are getting a lot out of this because I know we're doing a lot of laughing, but if you listen to a lot of the storyline and the backstory and, and you're listening to what it took for, um, 112 and Mike and them to get there. And, and, and you've said so much, man, in this interview and it's only been like 50 minutes, but it is so many lessons within this 50 minute, man, that it's phenomenal, man. And I really hope these guys really catch on. Um, so let's talk about this, bro. You guys have been touring and this is what I want to talk about. You guys have been touring, bro. And if you don't know, so 112 released another album, right, bro? Uh huh. Okay. Yep. Last, and last October. <laughs> last October. And it's called, uh, what is it? Q Dance? No, Q Mike. I got to put your name right. Slim. Yeah, Q Mike Slim Duran. There yep. you go. So let me explain. Let me say this to you firstly. The entire album is the shit. Hands down, the entire album is shit. Now, maybe this is the old school person in me from, you know, when I was in the Miami bass days. One of my favorite songs, though, is Ones At You. You know what I mean? I don't know why. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder why that record is just... Yeah. Hey, man, <laughs> Ones At but, You. And, and I told yeah. you this before when I talked to you. I was like, yo, I hear a feature on there, bro. Y'all supposed to have one of these... Brothers with the pink, yellow, gray, green, blue hair, eyes, and hey guys, this was a YouTube sneak preview to a podcast that was almost two hours um, doing where I interviewed my friend Mike Keith or Michael Keith from the group 112. And uh, if you want to hear more of it, make sure you go over to the podcast located in the description below or a part of this post, wherever you found it, and subscribe to the actual podcast. And you can find us on Anchor, iTunes, Google Music. Oh, God, we're, we're everywhere. Just type in Music Millionaires SG1 uh, in your Google search and you'll find us there. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and share this podcast and video. Sharing is caring and there is um, a wealth of information in this that Mike shared. But um, 
want to appreciate you guys. I mean, want to appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys tuning in to this live sneak preview of my interview with Mike from 112. This is just part one. If you want to hear the entire podcast that will be dropped Tuesday, make sure that you are subscribed to my YouTube channel and make sure you are subscribed to the podcast because he goes deep. We go real deep and we talk about some very powerful things um, that you guys really need to know. So, um, with that said, real simplicity, love you guys. Music is life. Look forward to you tomorrow on a very special video that I'm dropping as well. Um, of course, always to teach you guys how to make more money. And then I'll see you on Tuesday with another or maybe part two of this podcast or possibly the entire podcast if you're listening on YouTube. Either way it goes, the entire podcast will be on my Anchor channel and or iTunes, so make sure you subscribe. As always, music is life. We out.